Hey everyone, you're listening to Boston Roots here on uh, Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons, the greatest college radio station in the world, in Illinois, in the greater Chicago area, in the greater United States, and I mean, you get the rest. My name's Abbas Tadwala here with Rudy Hodgson. Rudy, how you doing? Good, man. No guests this week. Just you and I going to have a good old-fashioned conversation. Just keep it mellow this week. So, uh, yeah, stay, staying home, wearing my mask, and uh, a little bit of the same. But it's good to see you. Hey, Glad that, to that, be back. You know, that's what I like to hear. We are, uh, what, um, a little bit more than three and a half months in. And yeah, uh, we wow. are still sane. Yep. Um, we are still doing this podcast. Yes, sir. Um, and um, Radio Paul Sports is going strong. We might get sports back at the end of this month. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see how this 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 coronavirus goes. We'll see. <laughs> so, so maybe we'll get sports back at the end of the month. But um, you know, it's going to be fun. We had our uh, and and you know the the I guess the the influence for today's episode. We finally got that. Well, finally, I won't say finally. I don't think anybody was expecting it or even thinking about it. Well, we got that NBA 2K21 cover release. And yep. who other than my favorite guy, favorite person in the world, Damian Lillard, on the cover of 2K21. The cover looks really bad. I mean, not really bad, but it looks really basic. Yeah, it is simple. It's and very it's, simple. It's, I mean, like, look, if you're going to choose a Damian Lillard cover – it's first of all, it's got to be him waving bye bye to Russell Westbrook, and then in the background, you got to have his face when he looks up at the camera during the during the celebrations. If you're an NBA fan, you can picture all this in your head. I don't need to. I don't even need to describe it. You can picture it because you know it. But then they went with like a white background and then a picture of Dame, and then that's it. I I personally like. I'm not really a big graphic design guy, but I thought it was nice. I kind of like simplicity. You know what I mean? I'm, That's I'm, true. That's true. I, it, I honestly, I good. liked it at it's first. Good. I liked it at first. Then I saw like two fan versions and I was I, like, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get it. These two look a lot yeah. better than the actual one. I get where they were going with it. Like the minimalist. Um, and I guess it kind of works for Dame too. Yeah. Cause he's not very flashy. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's very flashy. You, you know, he just, it it fits him. It yeah. fits him. On the court, he's flashy, but like you know, like personality-wise, he's not like a. He's not. He's it's. He's not a talker. He doesn't really cause controversy ever. Right. So Which it kind of kinda, makes sense. It kind of adds to like that little dynamic between between him and Russ because they're such completely different people, and to see them just square off, it's just such a treat every time. So yeah, you know what uh dame has a 2k cover and uh russell westbrook has a ea sports nba live trash game trash player trash cover so for all you dame haters (laughs) you know unfortunately unfortunately westbrook's got that mvp too which 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 kills me i mean like i i'm not trying to take it that was an amazing year he had but i still think dame is better and Everybody in the world, except for my guy from Tampa Bay, Jacob Robinson, will agree with me. Um, Dame is just a better player, and, and Dame is just amazing. He's an inspiration to a lot of people. <laughs> like himself. <laughs> to me. 
Um, he didn't cop out by uh, leaving Portland to go play somewhere else where you can get a ring for sure. Like the Lakers? Yeah, like the Lakers. That's that's a nice cop-out destination. Um, like like Miami or, or Cleveland or, or all these, these, you know, these LeBron places. Uh, so I do, I do, I do love that, that he, that he stayed there. There is some sad news though, about the Blazers, um, their TV commentary duo, Calabro and Lamar Hurd, one of the best. Like, I, I think I watched their, uh, when I had league pass, I would like always watch the Blazers games with their home commentary. I started liking them as much as I like Stacey King and then the Bulls, uh, team. Uh, but Calabro is, is retiring. Uh, Abbas, you're, <laughs> I could not for the life of me I mean, even told you who those names were, but you might, uh, you might, I'll you your word honestly, for him. Oh wait, yeah, I do remember. You know, you know Calabro because Calabro does some TNT games, and he used to be the right. he used to be the Sonics full time guy. He's also the guy that went dead silent when Kobe hit those two uh, buzzer beaters on Portland. He goes, Kobe Bryant for three, he wins the game. <laughs> <laughs> my all-time favorite call i'm not trying to you know la uh blah 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 here comes your the la stuff you la people do that without trying it's not even like a it, it just it's like automatic for y'all it's just it, it was just like it's one of those things where like I, I wouldn't know unless i you know a certain play and obviously when i think of plays i'll think of my team and stuff so sue me i'm an la fan sue me yeah i feel like honestly it's like elite it's like the the way that I because of the amount of games I like flip through, I feel like I end up knowing who the commentators are. But like sure. honestly, like before I started doing that, I only knew the Bulls guys. Yeah, I mean, like it, it makes sense. Like, but, know but your there team are some. And then you know the national guys. Yeah, I mean to get off on like a short tangent, there are some amazing duos. Uh, even the Nets duo is really good. Ian Eagle and uh, and Sarah Cousteau who is also a former DePaul basketball player. That's right. She um, baller. Uh, everybody who played at DePaul is a baller. Well. Not on the men's side. Not on the men's okay. side. They've got like a handful. Say, I was going to say, yeah, I was about to go on a rant. A hey, boss. Oh. They've got Chicago Bull Max Strew, so I- I'm happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Come on, man. Show Max Struess from some love, man. I love Max Struess, man. Max Struess is the man. Um, but, you know, you got to remember that this is also a program that I'm not even going to start, bro. <laughs> I'm not even going to start. Well, we have, uh, we have George. Really, uh, really, really quickly. I how to pronounce his last name. If, if, you know, if Oscar Lopez starts next year, oh my God. what's going to be going through your head, Rudy? <laughs> Boss, you got to keep in mind that when I go call games, and uh, I forget his number, he's so relevant, 30-something. But when, when Pant gets on the court, man, <laughs> the amount of frustration that just my, just takes over is – it's like uh, – how do I compare it? Hmm. Okay, it's like this. It's like being a Thunder fan and watching, uh, watching Dame hit that shot on repeat night after night after night like it just it's just like one of those like infuriating feelings or like watching a boston team win a championship (laughs) it's it's bad man i mean listen i'm not gonna go off on a rant about the men's team i i obviously have high hopes for them before i you know 
before this goes out and people start listening to it and like, I don't want that guy at games. So. <laughs> uh, but you got to understand, man, that it's a laughing stock. Hey, man, a lot of people have said a lot worse. So I, I don't think you should feel uh, – I mean, I've said worse on air in front of them. <laughs> I don't want to be disrespectful to anyone, but you know, <laughs> it, I mean, you guys got to take a good look in the mirror if you guys think this is a well-run program. Like, come on, guys. All right, look. Look who's on look, your bench for crying out loud. Bear Donnelly, one of our great college basketball guys at Raider Paul Sports, he is optimistic. I'm not. Uh, I think he's <laughs> buying into some false optimism, and I think he has uh, – I guess he's agreed with that too. But, look, they, they have added a couple guys via the transfer portal. Sure. Who could be very, very key pieces for this team if, if some of them get waivers. Yeah, they but might losing Gage and losing uh, – who was it? Coleman Lands. I mean, I mean it's going to be such a kick in the nuts for this program to, to rebound look, from that. But our, our recruiting class, not this year, but the one my senior year, is looking really damn good. So I'm optimistic for my senior year. Next year is going to be another one of those, you know, maybe we get off hot, but look, eventually look, they, can be deeper, they can be deeper this year than last year. Maybe they'll have more guys in the rotation. Sure. But, like, there's no way in hell – you're going to have anybody replacing what Paul Reed did this year because he's one of the better players DePaul has seen in a while. And he's going to be a very good league player. I mean, when you look at somebody like Paul, I mean, like, look, if he's not late first round, maybe mid first round, he's going to go in the first round for sure. I he's hope got so. That I don't, body, I don't why not? Fast. He can dribble. He has somewhat of a shot. Uh, he's still, I mean, look, I think he's still growing. <laughs> He's still young. Like, I mean, he's only done two years, only, what, three years at DePaul? So uh, I think he can end up being, like, a, a big, a really good player in in the pros. It's like a, that stretch four. Right. Maybe even play some five because he's got the size. And, like, I mean, it's something that people say about DePaul often. They're like, look, this this team, it looks like a bunch of adults playing. It's like between, like, him and Jalen Butts, I mean – they're big guys. And yeah. look, I have I have hopes for Jalen Butts too. He just needs to get rid of those freaking peanut butter hands and start oh. catching the ball a little better. <laughs> and uh I, I think you'll see some great improvement. When you try getting that guy the p- ball in the post, if it's anything but an easy pass, it's there's just such a risk that it's just gonna go flying into the air. Right. Uh but look, I have I have hope. I, it's it's bad optimism because it, I shouldn't be optimistic about it, but who knows? Maybe maybe they maybe they maybe they prove me wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's good to have hope, you know. Um, but you know, you also have to be realistic. And I mean, I had a lot of hope after that Texas Tech game. And then uh, we lost to, who was it, Buffalo? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. You know, I'll excuse the Buffalo well, loss. Buffalo's a good, a, a pretty decent program. But, like, still, I mean, they missed so many free throws. They should have won that game. Uh, anyway, I could talk about that season for a thousand years, how much distress it caused me. Uh, but that, that season put a lot of gray hairs on a boss for our listeners. If you guys – you you guys don't know a boss personally, but you should see the car rides home and the conversations that we had that are just too graphic for uh, publication. And if it got out, 
the, any of those conversations, we would never ever get a job. So, um, <laughs> some, some look, nothing that bad was said. It was just a lot of anti DePaul sentiment and curse words and curse words because because of what that team does uh, to our minds. Uh, I mean, if you want to go back to the the men's Butler game. Oh my God! Where you know you drive two and a half, three hours, you walk into the stadium, and you see that Paul Reed is not dressing, and you know, oh you God. just know, you know that you know the the Paul's gonna get crushed, and then they come yeah. out and score forty points in forty yeah. minutes. <laughs> Freaking, they're they're jawing with the student center, the student section, the oh. end of the bench. You got Mick Sullivan, Pant. All these scrubs at the sitting at the edge, the guys who play once every six years, talking to students, talking trash, getting into it. Making when you're down friends 40. with these people in in the middle of nowhere. And listen, nothing against Butler; it's a great school. But I mean, where you're at? Yeah, Indiana. Indianapolis. You're Indiana, Indianapolis. dude. Oh, the God. worst state in the nation. <laughs> the worst. The I mean, worst state in this on this planet, man. You don't get worse than Indiana. A quick story time. Quick story time. You know, I'm gonna try to paint a picture for our audience. A boss and I are driving to this game, optimistic as can be. Maybe we can do this. Maybe we can pull it out. This will be huge if we can get a conference win on the road, especially given how trash our record was at the time. And we have plans after the game. We have to get to a a, a show of our friends that we're already nail and tooth trying to claw our way out of there when i tell you the amount of anger that cannot be expressed into words when someone from the athletic said won't you look at that paul Reed's not playing oh good lord have mercy the amount of anger that surged through my body and then deep in the fourth quarter we see like he said the players that play once every six years mick sullivan and pantalis zadios God, <laughs> just making friends with the Butler fans as we're getting just whacked on our behinds. And then the best part is, is that we have to wait around and wait for Dave Lado to release a statement on what possible excuse he could make for this program and the loss that it just took. Oh, and, and anyway, look, look, I don't even blame the players. I don't even blame the players. If anyone I, cares, we made it to the show in time, but that's a story for another time. This, the, the coaching staff, I mean, there's no accountability down the bench because you know you're never going to get into the game. There doesn't no. even seem to be that they're, like, involved in it. And it, it it's pretty bad, you know. Um, but, I mean, I guess, I guess that, that's what we're dealing with here. We're going to have a new athletic, department, uh, athletic director come September 1st at least. Okay. Let's uh, so where this goes. So uh, you know, there's there's some hope. I think. Uh, well, it could go one of two ways. Actually, never. Real. There's no hope. There's no hope. All right. We we could either get a really good athletic director that puts us in the right direction, or DePaul is going to DePaul and make the wrong decision, lead us to more years of frustration. Maybe they'll mess around and open another stadium thirty goddamn miles away from the school. Who knows? You know, maybe maybe they'll make us drive even further. Maybe they'll put a stadium in Indianapolis and call it Wintrust Arena Part Two. So um, let's let's bank on the second option. Hey, speaking <laughs> of Wintrust, 
speaking of Wintrust, the NBA is considering using Wintrust as the second bubble for second. all the loser teams like the Bulls and the Cavs and and, and Golden State uh, and, and having them feel uh, like they're getting a participation trophy or something. Uh, but listen, I'm going to give you my somebody, honest opinion look, on that after somebody, Real quick, somebody threw out the the um, the idea that you know if you win this tournament, you get the number one pick. Ooh. I like that. I like that. But at the same time, you do that, and Steph Curry, Clay Thompson are coming back oh, right away, God. and then that is That's game over right. for everyone because Curry and Thompson are going to start going off. It's going to oh, be like no. it's going to be twenty sixteen all over again. They're gonna sweep everybody. Nobody's gonna have a chance. Zach will complain a little bit, score forty points, play zero defense. The Bulls will lose every game by thirty. <laughs> <laughs> they'll lose. They'll Projected. lose to Charlotte. They'll lose to the Knicks. <laughs> they'll lose to Golden. Okay. 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 All right. All right. All right. All right. Listen, I'm all. I'm all for a little bull slander every here and there. But don't sell your guys. Don't sell your guys that short that you guys are gonna be losing to the Knicks. Hey, I, I mean, mean, we have lost to the Knicks. I mean, they have lost. To, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna like. Have, <laughs> I'm not gonna have, associate myself anymore. You no, know, just kind of work with me here. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I'll, I'll tell you this. I didn't hear about the the first overall pick uh, uh, idea, but I think I think that would kind of add a a really nice reward and and really because because outside of the no, out, of, out of outside of the idea of the number one pick what do these teams get out of this besides more risk of getting the damn virus um hurting players so close to the to the start of the new season it, it gives and you an opportunity to get paid realistically that's all i think it is for and the thing is is that sure win trust i totally understand it's connected to a hotel it's it's a great facility and i, I think it could work if they absolutely want to do it but I feel like the NBA should just kind of let the real big boys have their tournament because it's the one that ultimately matters. Let these guys rest. And if you're Golden State, and if you're Golden State, really, and you're going to get a first first overall pick out of it, sure, you can play the big boys. But, I mean, do you really want to risk playing Steph or Clay, who's Clay, who's, you know, I'm not even sure if he'd be ready to play come this tournament in September. Um, but do you really want to risk that? Hey, man, I mean, you, you do that and you get a guy like Anthony Edwards or Wiseman or one of these guys at the top, Obi Toppin, it's worth it. I think it's worth it if you're getting somebody, especially especially when you're looking down the line as, as Green is getting older, Curry's getting older, Thompson's getting older. Then you've got whoever you pick this year. You've got Andrew Wiggins. You get the Timberwolves first-round pick for next year, and it's, I think it's, heavy, it's, it's not very heavily protected. So you're looking really good. I mean, look, man, if you, if you want a team that does everything right front office-wise, Golden State's the way, to, the way to go. I mean, they draft so well. If they're drafting guys like Curry and Thompson after the fifth overall pick and then getting Draymond Green in the second round, any pick's good for them. <laughs> Realistically, you know, ultimately, I agree with your point. It makes, it makes, a, it makes a, a great point as far as – the leadership of, of Golden State and what they have to offer and, and just how dangerous having a number one pick could be for a development system like Golden State. But I think in the grand scheme of things, if that first overall pick is not in play, then what's the point in having them play? Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, no it's one of those things where 
the NBA is just going to have to flush everything out. Obviously, it's in the early stages of everything. Everything was kind of – I really hadn't heard of it until today's announcement about Wintrust Arena's consideration. Um, I think but, it just came out today. It's just Summer League, man. It's Summer League for these eight teams. Let's see, man. Yeah, you think, that's a good way to look think, at it, really. You think this bull Saturancy is going to come back from home, come back to America just to play in some consolation tournament? Hell no. You're staying home. You're staying where it's safe, not in America where we're – overrun by COVID. Ooh, you were about to <laughs> you're about to start teeing off on America. Uh I mean no, it's yeah. a good time to tee off on America. <laughs> well <laughs> damn. I'm not gonna disagree with you. <laughs> we're not necessarily the cream of the crop these days, but no, unfortunately we're not. But anyways, getting back to what we want to talk to talk yeah, about off a little bit. We 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 went on a fifteen minute break. Uh, my fault. I take responsibility for that. Uh, Damian Lillard on the cover, and then there was Kobe also on the cover. That's right. So which is that like the 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 uh, is that like a different version? It's the Legend Edition. So the Legend if, Edition, right? You know, okay. When you pre-order the game, you could pre-order certain versions that come with different packages. Mm-hmm. I think the mm-hmm. Legend one is like the top. I think Damien is obviously the main cover. So like the, you know, your stock game that you're going to see on the shelves, but um, I love, love the Kobe covers. And um, like, like we said, it's very simplistic, right? It's, it's Mm -hmm. not very flashy. It's very to the point, you know, Kobe's obviously the main focus of the cover. So I, I really did like it. And the video of them making it was like so awesome to see it was hand painted and whatever. It wasn't really, it wasn't digital or anything. It's essentially a, an artist, not even a rendering, but a, an artist uh, piece of art. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not an art guy. <laughs> it was uh, created by an art artist. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of. With paint. <laughs> with paint. Yes. With paint. It and is rough. a beautiful, it's a beautiful cover though. I mean, like the blending of the colors and everything um, in the background. I do, you know, it, it's another like thing that I have with LA. It's not really, it, this is completely off the, off to the side. But I hate that the last few years, the Lakers have gone away from like the gold gold. Oh, you know, I oh. hate, why are they, why would, dude, when you think of Lakers, gold and purple, not highlighter and purple. Boss. You are preaching in the choir, my brother. Dude, I, I hate oh. it. It's it's disrespectful. I don't even like L- I don't even like the Lakers, but I see it and I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you ruin something that's perfect? You know, whoa. Dude, I mean, uh-huh. let's be honest, gold and purple is an it's amazing like, duo. Shout an out amazing duo. Shout out to Jack Tent Cook, the original owner of the Lakers, for coming up with that color scheme for them blue. I mean, like the blue purple. It's not purple. Red, red and black is amazing. Red and black, such a good duo. Yeah. Gold and purple, another one. That's such an amazing duo. You know what's not an amazing? Why would duo? you go highlighter yellow? You know what's not an amazing duo? Green and white. I hate Boston. <laughs> yeah, green and green and white sucks. And whatever color scheme the Patriots and the Bruins wear, all you guys suck. And the Red Sox. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, no, it yeah. Had purple to be said. Look, it had to be said. It, well, you know what the funny thing is, is that Laker fans have been complaining about this for such a long time that Nike had to release a statement saying that 
it's the official uh, color scheme. And the, the reason why it looks like that is because of the lighting inside Staples Center. Listen, man, I've gone to the Nike store. I've seen those jerseys. I've seen them. I've seen them, boss. I've seen them. It's not gold. It's not gold. It's highlighter. And it's just Dude, so... it's, it's the yellow on my freaking melatonin. This is, this is what they've done to the Lakers. All right, listen, we're not sleep new, snooze fest, all right? We're showtime. This is Los Angeles. Do not disrespect the Lakers. We're not melatonin. <laughs> I mean, that color is melatonin. It makes me go to sleep. It bores me. The Lakers suck. Our Science Lakers joke. Suck. Science that, joke. That yellow sucks, I'll admit. Yellow, and you did it. For it, the it, record, it's really fun dying. fact, it's not purple. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I hate when the Lakers, like, say – Oh, come support the yellow and purple. I'm like, shut up. Wait, they say yellow and purple? Well, they say gold, uh, uh, purple and gold. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, did they actually, like, are they, like, officially changing it to yellow? No, no, no. That was just a, a mis, misstatement. Or, uh, I retract that You statement. misspoke. You misspoke. All right. misspoke. We got it. We got it. Not a grammar guy either. Sorry, fans <laughs> at home. Anyways, I love Damian Lillard. And I've been watching highlights the last few. Like, I've been watching, like, little game reruns. So, like, I was watching the uh, the quadruple it. OT game last year in the playoffs against the Nuggets. Mm. That was – dude, that was such a great game. Even, like – I mean, even, like, the Nuggets-Spurs series was good. But, anyways, that quadruple OT game, McCollum was lighting it up. And then Jokic had 34 and, like, 15, 16 assists. Jamal Murray was going off too. I mean, that was. I mean, I genuinely thought it was gonna it, that that game was essentially never gonna end. It, it just yeah. did not seem like anyone was better than anyone. You know how sometimes in overtime, uh, the team with more longevity just kind of tends to break away towards the end, and just kind of you know the gap turns from two to to eight to ten to twelve, and it's just kind of the story of overtimes. But that game was so effing long, man so long it was almost infuriating i was i turned off the tv i was like man i'm tired of this i don't even care anymore i don't care about these teams <laughs> and then like an hour later did it ding the game just ended i'm like jesus christ how long was this game <laughs> quadruple overtime dude it was just right. it was like dame hits a long three Uh-oh. murray hits a long three Cantor posts up and hits a shot Millsap hits cut a off shot. Live from downtown Chicago, you're listening to Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. All right, everyone. Sorry, we had some technical technical issues, and then somebody got dropped. I think Zoom hates us, um, but we're back. And you're back. I was saying that yeah, that game. Uh, right, dude. Everybody was hitting shots during that game. It was incredible, man. It was. It was so. It's. It's. It's what it's all about, right? And it was just the kind of back and forth game where you genuinely wonder if it's ever going to end and who's going to take away with it because you always expect someone to pull away and no one pulled away. No one broke themselves out like I said earlier before uh, Zoom decided to uh, dump us to the curb. Um, 
it was great basketball and obviously the heroics of Damian Lillard and just how much of a superstar he is and um deservedly so he gets the cover and uh a little off track but a boss takeover man that's your boy it's your guy oh dude yeah I mean it's amazing it's amazing it's good to see it finally happen um I feel like it's been like I mean it it should have happened sooner or later I mean it was going to happen sooner or later I should say um but I think it's well deserved I'm not going to buy it because like i mean i've got 2k16 like what do i need to get a new one for i'm happy to see it like i'll look at it on the internet maybe it's like if, if like by like if, i don't know like april or may next year when we're done with all this maybe i'll go to a store and look at the cover i'm not buying it. I'm, just, I'm buying a 2k for at full price i haven't bought 2k full price in my entire life <laughs> boss let me just say Honestly, I was not expecting you to say it like that. I knew you probably weren't going to buy it, but the way you said it, just the way you set that up, you're like, oh, yeah, love Damian Lillard. He deserves it. Love this guy, my idol. I'm not going to buy it, but I love the guy. And I was just like, man, <laughs> put some respect on Damian. That's I mean, your guy. Look, man, let's, let's be real. Let's be real. What's the point of buying a new 2K? Unless it's the first one you have, and then it's like, okay, sure, I'll buy the latest one. Okay. But, like, if, if the one I'm using has Damian Lillard in it, and he's not, like, a rookie, cool. Because, right. like, I mean, 2K16, he's, like, 92 overall. I've got, I got 2020 on Switch because it was on sale. So, like, I've got those two. Who's I'm, the I'm cover fine of 2020? Um, Giannis? No. LeBron? Kawhi? Nope. Who's on? Who's on? AD? Yep. Oh, he is? I, I don't know, dude. I just got it on, like, the, the Nintendo Los store. Los Angeles right? Laker, Anthony Davis. Yeah, dude. This is copped out of New Orleans. Hey, He's man, like, I'll play, I'll play 12 minutes a game now. <laughs> I can't go over I, that. I will not he tolerate did. I will not tolerate any Anthony Davis slander. Dude, Anthony Davis is one of the most boring NBA superstars in the world. I mean, okay, he's so boring superstar. that he makes Kawhi look interesting. Listen, all right, that's enough from you. <laughs> I will not tolerate any of this. Do we, do we end it here now that I've started slandering? No, 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 I'm not going to leave this show unsatisfied. Dude, he's so boring. I mean, like, admit it. You can still like him, even if he's boring. He's not boring. Dude, J.R. Smith is more interesting than Anthony Davis. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? J.R. Smith is more interesting than Anthony Davis. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you on that. He's <laughs> and he's, he's been out of the league for two years. <laughs> Shout out to J.R. Smith for kicking that guy's butt that tried to break into his car. <laughs> They're in the oh, rides. Okay. <laughs> He beat the brakes out of that guy. <laughs> Dude, this little suburban kid trying to break into J.R. Smith's car. Dude, some like 5'8", kid out of high school, just <laughs> meets the wrath of Literally the just some, God. Some pasty little suburban kid tried breaking into J.R. Smith's car. Dude. And then J.R. Smith just goes, I'm not going to apologize. I whooped his ass. <laughs> I was like, the Lakers need to sign that guy. Dude, America's all about protecting your rights, man. You, 
What, are you going to apologize for somebody breaking into your car? <laughs> Preach to the choir. I mean, like, isn't that what we're always always saying? We want to defend our rights. <laughs> I want to defend. A... want to defend my right to not wear a mask so I can kill the person walking down the street. God. Before we get into this conversation, sorry, I'm getting uh, I'm yeah. getting off on a tangent. Um, maybe we could dedicate an episode to the most boring NBA players because Anthony Davis is not one of them. He's a yeah. boring. Yeah, like he. Like, yeah, sure. He's not like an L.A. quality kind of – I mean, not an L.A. quality, but, like, he's not the kind of superstar that, like, is going to be in movies, like, typical L.A. guy. And maybe that's why he fits so well in New Orleans because what the hell is happening in New Orleans besides parties on Bourbon Street? Like, come on. You want to talk about a boring city. He's What's interesting about him besides the fact he has a unibrow? What's interesting about, like, what he says, what he does? I Like, there's not – I can't think of a single thing. Well, okay, fine. Then I can make the same argument for someone like Carl Anthony Towns or someone like. Oh, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is pretty boring. I mean, I could say the same about Jason Tatum. What the hell does he do? I mean, other than that Kobe stuff, nothing. Exactly. <laughs> so don't come after Anthony Davis, all right? And there's no one on the Bulls that's relevant right now. So take that. Hey, man, I think Zach Levine's more interesting than Anthony Davis. <laughs> Zach Levine is not interesting. Yeah, he is. He had the best dunk contest ever. Yeah, Aaron Gordon deserved that dunk contest. And okay, you know yeah. it. Let's be real. They both deserve to win. That was one of the most entertaining no, things I've ever no, seen. No, 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 no. I'm not going to take that participation trophy BS right now. <laughs> Aaron Gordon won that dunk contest. And the only, person, won this year. Disputed, the only person that ever disputed me on that was uh, Glenn. And for those people that don't know Glenn, he's the Antichrist. He likes to argue with everyone about anything on God's green earth. Please cut that out. <laughs> I can't look, get that man. Out look, can't have that out there. I won't argue a dunk contest because it's a dunk contest. I will say I was pleasantly surprised about this year's dunk contest because I thought it was going to suck. It was all right. It was all right. It was better than I thought it would be. I but, was rating uh, them with my yes. Little- Dude, regardless, man, Anthony Davis is boring. All right, man. Listen, we were having a nice, peaceful conversation about the dunk contest, and then you hit me with Anthony Davis. All right. Let's think of uh, – hmm. Scottie Pippen was pretty boring. Mm, you know, it's hard to say about, like, guys like that because, you know, we weren't around when they were, like, at their in their heyday. So we don't oh. know what the discourse was like every day. I mean – I don't think okay. Scottie Pippen – I think Scottie Pippen was interesting, but when you're on the same team as Dennis Rodman and Michael Jordan, you're – no matter – you got to do some outrageous stuff to be really – Okay, I'm not – listen, before, before I say my point, disclaimer, I'm not comparing the person I'm about to compare to any of those people, mm-hmm. except for maybe one. In defense of Anthony Davis, he is surrounded by LeBron James, who is a movie star, going to be. And he's literally arguably the face of the NBA. Is that a fair statement? Today? Sure. Today, yes. I'm not saying, you know, whatever. Obviously, because you made the argument that he was surrounded by Rodman and Jordan, rightfully so. When you're a calmer presence, surrounded by air greatness, and then the – the headache, the PR headache of Dennis Rodman, 
obviously you're not going to, you're going to be boring, but the same thing can be said about Anthony Davis. He's surrounded by LeBron James, who's the face of the NBA and KCP, who's a walking meme. And, but look, and look, Alex Caruso, who's literally there was no, all Jesus. There was no Twitter, social media in, in 90, in the nineties, the way it is today. The Sun Times didn't write an article that said, yeah, Scotty Pippen is pretty boring. Hey man, I can look up Anthony Davis on Twitter right now and get 14 million results. Fair. Doesn't make him interesting. I could look up Scotty Pippen right now and get 14,000 tweets. But he's not playing. What's the difference? He's boring. Because, like, I'm talking about, like, as a player, right? Uh, this has gotten really off to the side. But besides the point, he's boring. Listen. And you can't tell me what's interesting prolonged, about him. This has been a prolonged conversation. trying to avoid saying that he's boring, but you want it? Sure. He's boring. But guess what? He's going to win an NBA championship this summer, and the Bulls aren't. He's not so, winning. He's oh, not winning. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, Nurkic is going to cure him in the first round. <laughs> Did you just say that with a straight face? No, do you hear me laughing? <laughs> Nurkic is going to – he's going to – what was the word that you said? He's, he's going to cure him. him. He's going to cure him. <laughs> Radio DePaul Sports former general manager and <laughs> NBA analyst Abbas Dhadwala just said I mean the, 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 year, the, the school year is over I, I don't even know if I still am GM <laughs> true I don't know how that works anyways COVID we, messed are, it up. we are really off topic but yes Anthony Davis fine he's pretty boring Thank but I love I him to nonetheless and his unibrow is very interesting to me. And I know people that would agree with me. Shout out Matt. Shout out Gina. Boo. No, no. I'm hey, kidding. man. No <laughs> Gina or Matt slander in this show ever. All right. Boo. <laughs> I punch my laptop, just break it. <laughs> Anyways, we're like almost 40 minutes in, I think 35, 40, whatever it is. Um, I think, you know, we talked Damian Lillard, we talked Kobe, probably for like 10 of the 40 minutes. Yeah, honestly. Uh, we, we, we talked about DePaul. We talked about the second bubble and, and Golden State. Uh, we talked about uh, a, a good amount of talk about Anthony Davis being boring. So uh, I called that a good night and, and a good episode. And then we just, want you to, we just want you to know that next week we've got a real treat for you. Yes, we do. Next week, we're going to have the legend, the man, the goat. Certified the man. Staley. Staley the goat will be on Boston Roods next week to talk about baseball, his love of San Francisco and the Giants and his hatred of the Dodgers. And okay. my hate. What? Huh? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Real I got quick. off to the side. Real quick. Real quick. I promise I'll make it quick. Uh-huh. If anyone listening thinks I'm a toxic LA fan, I get it. I do ramble a lot about my teams. I understand. But you have to understand that I'm also really not as bad as some of the people out there, um, which I think a boss can vouch for. I agree. I agree. But he, he's not, you're, you're not a bad I'm, fan. If you think I'm bad now, just wait until I have a, a San Francisco Giants fan on the other <laughs> line of the call who is also my professor. <laughs> Keep in mind. Uh, give me some L.A. slander. I will be – I will be – jumping from the top rope i will be giving him a rock bottom followed by the people's elbow in the name of my city los angeles 
The Giants trash can organization. And nah, cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> I mean, what what's so bad about it? Everybody hates Aubrey Huff too, so Oh God. I'm that's gonna be one of my arguments. I'm letting you know right now. We don't have an Aubrey Huff. And that's gonna end the conversation. <laughs> that's gonna be my my stone cold stunner to him. Yeah, everybody hates Aubrey Huff. Everybody hates Aubrey Huff. If anyone listening likes Aubrey Huff in this show, that listens to this show, you're not you're no longer allowed to listen to this. Yeah, show. just unfollow everything. Forget you that you follow Barstool. Get out. We didn't even go over that. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Anyways, this has been the Boston Rude's podcast, the chill episode. I hope you've enjoyed the chill episode. Me and Rudy fought a bit. It was very fun. And uh, Anthony Davis is boring. So uh, thanks for listening.